It's Growing in Greatness radio show with host Gwendolyn Singletary. We want to be your source for reliable, relevant, and informative strategies that disrupt the norm and to help ambitious achievers grow in greatness. Don't miss it. Mondays at 6 p.m. right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Achievers grow in greatness. Greatness, 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 greatness. Happy Monday to all of you. Welcome, welcome to Growing in Greatness. I'm once again excited. I keep saying this, but people have been taught for so long that Monday is a hard day. Monday is a great day. Monday is the first day of the work week. Today to go out to start your process on being great and make some major inroads this week. Today I have a special guest, a wonderful lady, Miss um, Cheryl Sally who is the director of the Benedict College Women's Business Center. Um, And Cheryl, in addition to uh, being the director of that, Cheryl has a long history over 30 years in helping small and minority businesses be great and be successful. Uh, Before that, she worked with the Small Business Development Center as well, and plus she's a business owner. I'm going to bring Cheryl on. Before I bring Cheryl on, do not go away. Uh, Because I said Women's Business Center, it is the Women's Business Center, but you can, um, men can get services as well. So don't turn your radio off. Men can get services. And there are over 100 women's business centers across the entire United States. No matter where you are, there's a place to go get service. So Cheryl, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So good to be here. Thank you. Yes. Listen, anybody, you want to call and ask a question for Cheryl, the number is 515-602-9767. I'm going to let her give you her information toward the end. But Cheryl, tell us a little about yourself. I know about your degrees in business and that sort of thing, but tell us a little bit about your working with small and minority businesses. Well, thank you. Uh, Thank you, Gwendolyn, and thank you for having me again. Well, I started back in... Uh, 1986, uh, working for a minority-owned, female minority-owned management consulting firm in 86 and um, working, helping what we call disadvantaged business enterprises that were contractors in the South Carolina Department of Transportation. I started uh, from there, started working as a a certified business consultant in 1994 under a federally uh, funded project. So, and like you said, I'm a serial entrepreneur. So I've been, I've owned several businesses over the years in and out of my role as uh, as a consultant, but been working with and for um, and in the minority business development arena uh, since 86 and as a consultant since 94, um, working on the U.S. Department of Commerce uh, funded agency, the Minority Business Development Agency, and then, as you know, coming up, um, working with under, well, under the SBA, Small Business Administration, which is another federal arm that uh, is focused on small business development, um, working with the Small Business Development Centers, um, and now with Benedict College Women's Business Center. Um, owned, and I can go into the, the, the companies the companies that I've managed to uh, open and, and operate during the years of 
government. Go ahead. Um, Give us a few of those. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I work with the CPA. I want to talk about a little bit before um, around uh, early years. I worked about nine years with the CPA firm before we even had a uh, CPA firm doing the bookkeeping and payroll and, and some accounting for our uh, particularly micro, small, minority-owned firms. It was a minority uh, CPA firm. And, uh, you know, got, I got my experience doing the bookkeeping and payroll. And actually later on, and that was the CPA firm was also an investment company. And later on, before I stopped working with the firm, we partnered, um, partnered together to pursue government contract. So that's when I first got into government contracting, um, and we developed a um, a residential and commercial cleaning company uh, while I was partnering with that CPA firm and started looking at some city government contracts, but did secure some ground maintenance contracts with the state, uh, commercial cleaning contracts with the state, uh, and regular residential maid services. Did that for a good while, and um, we went in, I went in to open a medical transcription company uh, and did some government contracting and private medical transcription, transcriptioning um, so with the state of South Carolina through Vogue Rehab. Um, and like I said, this was in and out of my consulting career with MBDA. Um, because I'm a serial entrepreneur, so I'll mm-hmm. consult for a while, and then I'll, I'll get this idea. I'm like, okay, we want to, we want to, you know, we want to try another business model. Uh, I opened up a dessert store in one of our local Columbia Place Mall, which was um, it's still here, but uh, not as you know, not as popular or big now as it was back then. But I had a dessert store in Columbia Place Mall, sold a lot of you know chocolate chip cookies and all kind of cookies and cakes and, no, and things need. like that. But you have to think of the things that people are going to always love to eat. They're going to always love them. <laughs> and even the ones we don't know need them, we still go buy them anyway. So that's no reason not we to. We still go buy them anyway. <laughs> But I keep hearing you talk about government contracts, and so I want to talk a little bit. It, you know, there is a major opportunity for small businesses, and one of the pinnacles of a small business, small minority business, is to get a government contract because we know they're sturdy. We know they pay on time. We know it's, you know, a good uh, partner to have. It looks good on your, on your business resume as well. But also, we talk a lot about what the federal government is trying to do to help small businesses between the Small Business Development Center you work with in the past, the SBA, the Women's Business Center. Talk a little bit about what's all out there from a federal government perspective in terms of um, getting involved with them or using their resources. And then tell me a little bit more specifically about the Women's Business Center. Okay. Well, <clears throat> excuse me, Gwen, you're absolutely right. Um, when it comes to the small business, small business administration, as well as U.S. Um, U.S. Uh, Department of Commerce, which provides funding for the Minority Business Development Agency, which is where I was for quite a few times. So those are the the small the small business administration provides the funding for 
And this is where people get kind of confused when you talk about, oh, it's a lot of grant money out here for minority companies, right? A lot of times the grant money is funneled or or um, it comes through the federal government through agencies like the Small Business Administration or mm-hmm. the from the, through the U.S. Department of Commerce to agencies like the Minority Business Development Agency. And it is, it is grant money, but it is um, awarded to entities like Benedict College or like um, the, the company that I was working for, the private management consulting firm, and it's to offer those services at no cost to mm-hmm. small and minority businesses, women-owned businesses, veteran-owned businesses, or at, you know, a, a uh, minimal cost, you know, based on the company's uh, income. But in addition to the services that we provide through the entities like, and I'm going to talk about the Women's Business Center and the Small Business Development Center, our score chapters across the nation, as well as our veteran business centers, um, they uh, fund those centers to offer the business consulting services to individuals and entrepreneurs. The Small Business Administration also provides loan guarantee programs. So if the if the, the business owner is looking to uh, secure bank, you know, to get funded, uh, and usually, you know, they have to have a bank that is ready to do the loan with them, but that bank may, you know, they may consider them a little bit of a risk, so they will look to, they will take the loan package, take the business plan, and the bank will then um, submit that business plan, that loan application package for a guarantee with the Small Business um, small business Administration. So they have lo- what they call loan guarantee programs, and I always say they, well, they become your co-signer, so to speak, but they do guarantee a percentage, uh, 75 85% of the loan with the bank. Um, in addition to, and they have different programs in that loan guarantee program, in addition to that, they have oodles uh, of resources on the sba.gov website, a lot of videos, a lot of training, um, but they also provide the certification programs for our women-owned businesses, our 8A, that's the number 8 and the letter A, A, uh, as an apple, uh, if you're a minority-owned firm, ethnic minority-owned firm, and you're you're about you're two year at least two years old, and your position, you know, the thing we're doing business with government is making sure that your company is ready and it's positioned to do business with the government. But they uh, provide certifications for women-owned small businesses, economically disadvantaged women-owned small businesses, the 8A firms. Hub zone firms, and those are firms that in that are in what you call historically underutilized business zones across America. Uh, they provide a <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the hub zone, the AA, and you got the emerging companies, and then you have uh, the veteran, uh, the veteran. Sort of, sort of like certification program, uh, service disabled veterans, the veteran all. So those are some of the programs that the SBA provide to small businesses. So once the business becomes certified with one of those programs or through one of those programs, then the government has carved out 
uh, 23% of all that they spend, you know, they spend over $500 billion a year with small and minority businesses. Well, they carved out 23% of that um, $500 billion just so that those companies who have those certifications can compete for them. So let's say if they set aside certain contracts that only women-owned small businesses can compete for or only um, veteran-owned small businesses or service-disabled veteran businesses or only hubs-owned businesses can compete for and only, or only 8A you know, firms can compete for. And in that 8A program, you not only – you know, those those contracts are set aside for only 8A firms, but some, you know, what the, the key to that program, you be in the program nine years and you want or you, you develop yourself and your business and, 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 and partner with the SBA, uh, they become sort of like your prime contractor, but you get co- uh, contracts that are sole source to your company because you're 8A once you market and use that tool right. So those all those are certification programs uh, in the federal government. You have certifications in the state government. Um, the in South Carolina and the federal. Let me go back a little bit because the federal government there those are nationwide programs, right? So each right. state has different maybe certification programs. State of South Carolina has the South Carolina Department of Transportation certification programs. Those are disadvantaged business enterprises. They call them DBEs and woman-owned business enterprises. Uh, who you go through that certification application process and become certified with the Department of Transportation if you provide services, products that deal with, you know, those those transportation, those transportation needs. Uh, anything dealing with roads, bridges, highways and byways, signage, and you'll be you'll be amazed at what they buy. But that's one uh, state certification, and then you have the overall certification for the state of South Carolina to to, to be recognized as a minority business um, enterprise in the state of South Carolina. So that's another certification. Yeah. And every agency, and then you have county designations and certifications and city, depending on mm-hmm. what city or county you're in. And the whole thing with the certifications is to um, – the 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 government they recognize that um, they they have goals to reach to do so much um, business with those the companies the underutilized companies minority mm-hmm. companies disadvantaged companies woman owned companies and so on and so forth so that's a little and but that's a yeah. little bit about the government and what they provide. Yeah. Now, the thing exactly. about that is, the about this is, is I think it's important that people understand, and you will hear a lot about these programs. I have done the 8A before. I have gotten an SBA loan uh, to buy my business office space at one point in time. Um, you will hear mm-hmm. a lot about they're not good. There's two more to work. No, the issue is it's going to be a few hoops to jump through, but it's basic good business. What they ask you to do is to put yourself in a position to be a good business partner for them. And so you have mm-hmm. to dive across the T's, but long-term, and I, and I say long-term, it's only a year or two years when you will reap those major mm-hmm. benefits. I know two people personally who are millionaires who start out in mm-hmm. AA um, because yeah. they, they did the paperwork, they, did, they were good companies, and they continue to get 
um, the business and the partnership, and it became a, a contract in itself. So I want to try to encourage you not to let those stories you've heard about these programs necessarily stop you. They're not for everybody, no. and I agree with that. However, you need to do your due diligence and get with some of these people, make a phone calls, follow up, set up appointments, and find out what can be done because this is a great tool to prepare your business because one of the major issues we have is, is revenue, of course, in the business world. So this is one way to get you the revenue plus the exposure, and plus if you are good, have a good government contract, it makes other people look at you a little differently. Okay, so with that being said, I'm going to take a quick break here, and we'll come back and talk about the Women's Business Center and with uh, Miss uh, Cheryl Sally. So, quick break here. We'll be back. Your skin isn't just skin; it's a beautiful reflection of every single thing you've been through in life. Which is why Dove Body Wash removes your skin's ceramides and strengthens it against dryness for instantly softer, smoother skin you can lovingly embrace. Renew the love for your skin with Dove Body Wash. Okay, we're back. We're back with Ms. Cheryl Sally with from the Women's Business Center. So please tell us about uh, the Women's Business Center, um, Ms. Sally, what you guys have to offer, what you guys do, and how people can get in touch with you. All right. All right. Thank you. Uh, yes. So uh, I mentioned a little while ago that the Small Business Administration, I refer to them as SBA. So the SBA last year, and we, we've been up and running uh, a year this past September 2nd, that was um, since our official launch in 2020, so it's been a year. So we're funded by the Small Business Administration. They fund the Women Business Centers, as I said, the score chapters around the country, and it's 138 Women Business Centers around the country. They fund the uh, score chapters, the Small Business Development Centers, and some of your veteran business veteran business centers as well. But up until last year, it's been, it was a long time in South Carolina, quite a good while in South Carolina, uh, since there was a federally funded uh, women's business center. So they funded not only Benedict College Women's Business Center, uh, but they also funded one in upstate South Carolina in Greenville and one in Charleston that we partner with. So great. what we do and the main purpose uh, of the Women's Business Center is to create our vision is to be a great way, a gateway, a creative gateway out of poverty for our socially and economically disadvantaged individuals, entrepreneurs around South Carolina. Um, we want to, what we strive to do is make sure they know that business ownership is a viable option. And we help them to, if they have an idea, you know, we want to help them to take that idea from just an idea to a, a, a business and guide them through the process and the steps. So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, what we want to see is a, an ecosystem for our minority women business owners and so that they can leave a legacy for their families but also in this community. So what we do is provide the tools. We provide the education. We provide the one-on-one counseling for our, with a focus on women-owned businesses, uh, particularly women of color. Now, with that being said, while we do focus on women-owned businesses, we will serve 
any business regardless of race or regardless of gender. Um, and we serve most industries uh, across the state, and we are a statewide center. Some of the services that we provide at the Women's Business Center is, you know, basic business planning. And that's what you'll find at the Women's Business Center, Small Business Development Center score, and a lot of the resource partners, the basic business planning and development. You know, write the vision. Uh, and, and what we don't do is plan. You know, what I found in the 30-plus, 30 35 years or so is the 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 failure to write the vision out, write the strategic plan out. Kind of that's your road. That's your roadmap. Um, and knowing what the foundation of a business is supposed to look like. What is the infrastructure of a business is supposed to look like? Um, the the all the systems that you're supposed to have in a in a business. What is what is business management and how do how do you manage your business? How do you set your business up? Not just to say I'm 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 selling and I'm hustling and I'm bringing in some money for these products and services, but how do I set up a real business for long term? profitable sustainability and a business mm-hmm. that I can leave to my family. So we teach the business planning, strategic planning, and now since we're in COVID, how do you recover? You know, how do you be resilient? How do you pivot? Um, financial management, um, and then showing, you know, where's the money? How do I access the capital, uh, whether it's traditional lending or non-traditional lending? We talked about the SBA loan guarantees and so on and so forth. I like to talk about the infrastructure, and I always drive as by saying, if you you know if you're away from, away from your business, seven days, fourteen days, thirty days, if your business missed a beat, guess what? You do not have a real business. You have a high end hobby because real businesses continue to run, uh, but they run because you have systems in place and someone has been trained on those systems. You have those systems in writing. You know, hence that's why it's how franchises developed because there was a business in a box branded and ready for you know ready to be bought and people you know and the the franchisors make money. But so we talk about all of that uh, providing the one on one counseling. Uh, government contracting, marketing your business, uh, so on and so forth, developing that finan- the financial projections if you're going to get a loan, and uh, providing that assistance to, you know, fill out your certification application to be certified with some of the government entities that we talked about, or just to help you fill out the loan application or to help you fill out your business license and understanding the different licenses that you're supposed to have to get your business started. So we do all of that counseling, all of that at no cost. All the one-on-one counseling is at no cost. And across the network of resource providers like ourselves at the Benedict College Women's Business Center, Small Business Development Center, we are staffed with individuals like myself who has not only, you know, we have the book knowledge, but we've also been out here. We've had businesses. So you're getting a lot of a wealth of knowledge and expertise um, from entities like ours. So that that kind of summarizes a little bit about what we do. We do a lot of programming, a lot of workshops, how to set up your QuickBooks, QuickBooks 1, 2, 3, and 4, how to market your company. Um, we are partnered with a law firm, Next Improve It, who provides, if you're a client of ours, then um, 
and you are already in business, but you need some legal advice, someone to look over your contract, or all about intellectual property and protecting your trademark and copywriting um, real estate contracts and other contracts, whether your business is legally structured or how should it be structured, especially as you expand, uh, Next Improvement will do that for our clients at no cost. So we have a lot of programming, a lot of uh, things that will help, and we partner we can't do it by ourselves. No one can grow a business really by themselves. It's all about relationships. And we have some dynamic partners across the state with the other resource partners, um, Small Business Development Center, South Carolina Department of Commerce, and the list goes on, South Carolina uh, Commission for Minority Affairs, so on and so forth, um, to, to help us do what we do. We can't do it by ourselves. So there's a lot of resources across the state um, that that's here that has the same common interest of making sure that our small and minority businesses, you know, they get what they need to survive. Our focus is on the rural areas. Um, now with the new grant that we have, we're going to expand uh, and make sure that individuals in the rural South Carolina, they know about you know, the, the resources that are available at Benedict College and about all of our resource partners. Um, so we do a lot of programming. We're going to do a lot with the new grant that we have. Um, and I can share our contact information too, Gwen, if you're ready. Yeah, I am, but I will, before, you, before you do that, well, I tell you what, you can go ahead and do it right now, but I'll, I'll make another point. Go ahead and do it now. Okay. All right. Great. Great. So if you would like to get in touch with us, you can visit our website, www.bcwbc.org. That's BC as in Benedict College, WBC as in Women's Business Center.org. Our email is info, I-N-F-O, at bcwbc.org. And the phone number is 803-705-4641. Great. Now, just before we go, I will let you do that one more time. But I think what was so important to me, what I'm catching on, because I'm a business owner as well, and I'm familiar with the Women's Business Center and a number of other things, is the process that they take you through. This is something you cannot um, get anywhere else for no cost. You're talking about things right. you would do if you went to college and took courses at a technical school or at a university or wherever, you would have to pay for these courses. Um, I have been involved in seeing these courses that they, they take time. And I'll tell you, with the Zoom opportunity right now, it is much easier to uh, tune in to these sessions with the experts. Um, I got to tell you, the business plan piece is so important. And I always say it's not real until it's in writing. It's just a <laughs> thought you had out there. It's nothing until it's in writing. And to have someone help you hone that that um, concept down to be able to put it to paper and all the aspects that go into it. And when we say business plan, we're not talking about 75 pages. We're talking about probably 30 good pages of financial, um, of financial performer uh, for you to put your marketing in there, your infrastructure, um, all of those kind of things that will make some sense if you can show it to somebody that everything has been thought out. Everything doesn't have to be perfect, but at least it's been thought out and you can adjust it. And these people will help you adjust it, make it tighter. They know the process to put it in. I think it's just so important if you are close to or have an ability to get to a Women's Business Center, remember it's for everybody, um, SCORE, SBA, 
take advantage of those free, free services out there because uh, they have made a lot of successful business owners. I can say that from knowing for a fact. So, Cheryl, tell us one more time how to reach out to you. Okay. But our phone number, again, is area code 803-705-4641. That's 705-4641. The email address is info, I-N-F-O, at bcwbc.org and go to our website which really is the if you're interested in requesting a consultation if you want one right now the first place to start is on our website at the www.bcwbc.org and there's a little orange button on the right on the right side of the website up top that says request consultation so that's really how you kind of get the ball going uh, you can click on that button put in your information that's your contact information from there is pretty much automated you know you'll get a, a, an email to let you know that we've received it you'll be assigned a, a, an advisor we have a, some great you know subject matter experts on staff and um, you'll have an initial consultation and go from there but at least you'll be a contact in our database so every all the programming and all the information that we get that we think will help our clients, um, we share that with those contacts um, in our database. Absolutely. Please go and sign up. Um, if you're not in South Carolina, I know some people are other places, find out where the closest Women's Business Center is to you in that state. Mm-hmm. There are several, I'm sure, and you will be able to take advantage of this wonderful program that the federal government has given you to be able to prepare yourself to partner with the federal government and others. Cheryl, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm going to say right now, we're going to want you to come back and talk some more about any programs, any offerings you guys have. I want to keep everybody informed okay. of what the business team is doing. Cheryl Sally is a dynamic businesswoman herself, and uh, we are just blessed here in South Carolina to have her in this position. So once again, thank you guys for listening. Go out and be great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. It's Growing in Greatness radio show with host Gwendolyn Singletary. We want to be your source for reliable, relevant, and informative strategies that disrupt the norm and to help ambitious achievers grow in greatness. Don't miss it. Mondays at 6 p.m. right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Achievers grow in greatness. Greatness, 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 greatness.